0: When should an actor in the MCU be recast versus removed completely? Adventurers, join us for an all-new episode.
1: Greetings, adventurer,
2: and welcome to the Surly Nerd.
0: Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the show. We are the Surly Nerd, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is our producer, Tony. I'm drinking orange soda. (laughs) And our co-host, Hector. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) This week on the show, we're going to be talking about recasting actors in the MCU when things like when their contracts are up. Uh, It sounds a little boring at first, but I promise you it's actually going to be a pretty interesting discussion, so stick around for that. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to patreon.com slash Nerd, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. Of course, we have the upcoming mini-episode on the Final Fantasy VII Remake that's in the works. And uh, yeah, just put in some suggestions for us. We would definitely look forward to... Talking about anything you wish for us to get drunk and ramble about for about 30 minutes, I would say, yeah, on yeah. average. Always and those, happy. And those will be Patreon exclusive first. So as long as you're part of our Patreon, uh, you'll be able to get access to those episodes first. So with all that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, adventurers of all ages, it's time for The Prelude. Prelude. All right, this is the Prelude. This is what we've been doing with ourselves this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what's been occupying our free time. Uh, Hector, why don't we start with you so
3: Tony can get his thoughts together? Yeah, you bet. So this week, I am am so close to finishing TNG. I I will be done by next week. Just the tips worth? Just the tips worth, yeah. Yeah, Just uh, the final ten episodes of Season 7, and then... I'll probably plow through all the movies like in the like over the weekend, mm-hmm. and then I'll you know come back with a trip report. Okay,
0: uh, but your yeah. final Star Trek evaluation. My, my final
3: like TNG watch through of my 30s. <laughs> you know, since the last time I did this, I was in my 20s. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's been great. Uh, I would like a good report on this, because that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, no. i looking it's, forward to this. I, I, I'm <laughs> finding myself doing things like this more and more. Every December, I try and watch all the Harry Potter movies, kind of because mm-hmm. the first two always have a nice Christmas. And the one, like, the, there are a couple that, like, just have a Christmas. Most of the Hogwarts mm-hmm. versions have, like, a Christmas thing. So mm-hmm. it's just fun to do over December, because I'm like, oh, I wish I was at Hogwarts at Christmas. <laughs> um, but something that I found out this week that I'll talk about real quick, because it's part of my what I did this week. I was playing games with a couple of friends and both of them mentioned to me that because of WandaVision, they have started complete watch of the entire MCU. Hmm. Um, and I was like, that seems like such... An incredibly nerdy thing to do, and not, and like that's a very daunting task for it is a, a nine a episode
0: twenty minute show,
3: right? Like they're like, yeah, I, I mean, there's all these connections and things like that, and a lot of them haven't watched Iron Man since like 2008 or mm. Thor for that matter. Right. So I, to, to 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 know that so many people are doing this really kind of warmed my heart. I was like, yeah, now you get it because people keep coming back to me with things like. Oh, I really loved, uh, you know, I, I really, mo- I like uh, Avengers 2 now a lot more than I did yeah, before. Yeah, Age of Ultron, yeah. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. And, you know, th- that's been really cool. So that also happened to me this week. The final thing I have is I've been playing Control. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it a little bit last week, but... So, yeah,
0: horror, haunted house game. Yes, very
3: much. Uh, so it is by Remedy, the same studio that brought you uh, all the creators of Max Payne and Alan Wake and... Um, Always, Those
0: are all tied together, right? Yes,
3: in, a, in, a, in very obscure ways, kind of like the way the Tarantino movies are all tied together. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like they all take place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also true of the game that was a big Xbox showcase back in the day. And I always forget the name of this game, but it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It had real actors in it, and it came with 30-minute episodes of a show that went along with this Remedy game. That was Oh, I remember Mass that Pain. one. Yes, and yeah. I never remember the name of it, and it was very cool. Yeah, I never played. I have no clue. You you (laughs) should. It's pretty. Yeah, it was was, an Xbox game specifically. Yeah, yeah, it was an an Xbox exclusive that came out in the like Xbox, not 360. It had to be the Xbox One era. It was Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was one of their few exclusives, and it was cool as hell. And it was a Remedy game, and so yeah, uh, yeah. Going all the way back to Control, the latest Remedy game, which does tie all of that together beautifully in the fact that the premise of the game is... It destroys
0: your new video card.
3: Oh, yes, it does. Did you have, Uh, what, a
2: 3080?
3: Yeah, I I got my 3080. I got it installed. And Control was the first game I decided to play because of the RTX integration and how flawlessly they really got that humming in the game. Mm -hmm. And I showed you guys a little bit of it on Friday, and man, oh, it looked cool. Yeah, it, it looks really did. so cool. The math is insane, but um, so yeah, I've been playing that game and it's great. The scenario is basically yeah, you walk into a building that's basically a giant haunted house that never ends, mm-hmm. and uh, you try trying to get from place to place because the building for some reason has decided you're now the director of the organization.
0: Yeah, you've described to me the the basic premise of the story, and it very much reminds me of one of my favorite books, House of Leaves,
3: mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is a yes. story about. An I have also kid. read House of oh, Leaves, okay. and you are not far off. Okay, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you were describing it to me like, this is House of Leaves. This is totally House of Leaves. like, (laughs) fuck, somebody made a House of Leaves game, I have to play this. I do not have the video card to play this game. Oh,
3: man. So the PS5 just released a version of it that tries to throw like RTX settings in on low while still (laughs) keeping like 30 FPS. And then there's a 60 FPS mode that's like, fuck y'all, just play the game fast. Uh, But anyway... Uh, the point is that I was playing it uh, just earlier today, and I'm getting close to the end, and I went through what was probably one of the coolest moments of in gaming I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't even describe it to you, but when you get it, all of you, if you've already played the game or you're going to, you're going to get to a place called the Ashtray Maze, and it's the coolest thing I've ever seen, and it's done so beautifully, and like in such a, a amazing fashion. For a minute there, it felt like I was playing all the best parts of like Doom 2016 mm-hmm. or Doom Eternal and like all of the most acrobatic parts of like Devil May Cry all at the same time. And it was just with the way they presented everything. Yeah. It was no, so that's, cool.
1: I, I, I have seen a bit of the game mm-hmm. and I can envision a little bit of craziness and I, oh man, I want to play. I've watched yeah. some video story breakdowns yeah. of it. Oh, and-
3: yeah. No, so the last time in 2019, uh, when people could still talk to each other in a room, mm-hmm. they um, did a speed run of control. And at the very end, based on an incentive, they did the ashtray maze at the highest settings they could run it at. So if you ever want to just see what I'm looking at, go back to a control speed run from a GDQ in 2019, and they'll end it with the ashtray maze, and you'll be like, whoa. It's a cool enough part of the game that they made it an incentive after the game was done. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's really
1: cool.
0: Uh yeah seriously if you had just if you just entered the conversation and been like <laughs> dude House of Leaves it's the game. House of the, Leaves the game I'm like so my favorite book turned into a, a video game sure I'm I'm on board mm-hmm. uh, Tony what have you been doing this week uh,
1: I was actually gonna go do something I'm excited about because once this show is over it's what I'm gonna go watch Oh yeah uh, Pacific Rim the black the yeah! animated Pacific Rim Let's just ignore the second movie story, <laughs> as far as I understand, because I did watch the second movie, and that should have just not been made. It, no one should have done that. Yeah, that was bad for everyone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to everyone involved. I still
0: haven't seen it, and I've, told, I've been just, told,
1: just don't. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, the oh. animated one on Netflix, I am just really looking forward to. Yeah. the anima- It's Netflix animation budget, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, is still kind of involved, mm-hmm. um. And the little bit of plot synopsis, I like watched. I was like, nope, nope. 30 seconds. I was like, (laughs) this is too much plot. I'm just, let me watch my fucking robots and monsters fight each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to for next week. I will talk to you about that.
2: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well,
0: this is pretty simple then because I don't have a whole lot to talk about this week for myself. We can jump right into the news. Uh, I have been working my way through Shadow of Mordor. It, Mordor it's an excellent time. Um, I'm glad they removed all the microtransactions out of it. <laughs> yeah. It is a brutally fun game. Um, the nemesis system still holds up really well. I, in fact, do have an actual nemesis in the game now. A, a fucking orc that has tracked me from one side of Mordor to the other <laughs> to hunt me down and kill me repeatedly. <laughs> I have a problem with this guy. Like He's really pissing me And the problem is, like, he won't fight me fairly. Yeah. If he was fighting me fairly, I'd have kicked his ass by now. No. He's just, like, pulling, like, this weird-ass stuff where he just, like, tries to assassinate me from the shadows. I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, there's a reason why the Nemesis system is such a great video game system. And it really is a shame that they have a patent on it now so that people can't just go and use it. Mm -hmm. Because so many games would benefit it. We did an entire episode about this, or at least a big segment about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Outside of that, I finished The Magicians.
2: Yeah. No, the yes, final Sarah. season of The Magicians.
0: Mm-hmm. I did that last night, actually. Um, if you've never seen The Magicians, I highly recommend it. It's Tony when he first described the show to me. Of it's like Harry Potter, but for adults. Um, it is very much Harry
1: Potter College for Adults. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: like that's that's the base description. <laughs> of the it's first. A, book. <laughs> it's a great yeah. description. Um, my weirdest takeaway from the final seasons of The Magicians is the final season of that show had no right to be as good as it was.
2: Yeah, agreed. Like,
0: there was a lot of mid-season that really drug and that fifth season or the final season. I was like, holy fucking shit. And Maybe it's just because they all decided, like, hey guys, it's the final season. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. We can put a musical episode in here yeah. if we fucking want to. L- and Let's
3: just- make all of the show like only what we want. From yeah, now on. and
0: that's all <laughs> they did. And it was so fucking, like, I found myself at the very end of it going, but I want more now. Yeah. Like, I didn't, want more for a long time but i was slogging through it just so i could watch it now i'm like please i want more of this please
3: yeah there's a bit in the fifth season um that i still remember to this day that still rolls through my head the way songs roll through my head and it's elliot on the hill singing don't get me wrong to margo as she like (laughs) trudges like just fucking on her adventure, just pissed as shit. (laughs) And he's up there being like a hallucination, just singing at her to cheer the fuck up. (laughs) Oh God. It's a great show and a fantastic final season.
0: You know, I will say one of the things I was most excited for about finishing the magicians aside from the, just it leaving me wanting more Mm -hmm. is I have some very select shows that I consider like good bedtime shows Yeah, like that I can just put on like and fall asleep to Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's going to be The Magicians like I'm going to one night I'm just going to be laying in bed like having trouble sleeping I'm like I'm just going to put on The Magicians and just peacefully like dream of The Magicians while I Mm -hmm. I fall asleep All right, that is everything that we have for the Prelude this week we're going to take a small break when we come back on the other side we'll be going into our main news segment in the weekly raid Weekly Raid. Hey, adventurers, welcome back to the show. This is the Weekly Raid, our news roundup for the week. Kicking things off this week, Spike Lee is working on a project uh, called Gordon Hemingway and the Realm of Cthulhu. It's a movie set in East Africa in 1928 and is the story of a black um, American gunslinger and a princess of Ethiopia teaming up to save the country's kidnapped regent from elder beings.
1: I am stupidly and I wanted this the moment I knew
3: about it and so I still want it. More. This <laughs> sounds like a like pulp like 50s like, you know, comic and or novel mm-hmm. but from a black perspective and about Cthulhu. Yeah.
2: That I, and I, currently... Like, uh, currently give me all of and, and that. And I
0: didn't put it in the notes, but tentatively, mm-hmm. the actor they're looking at to be the gunslinger was the main actor from Lovecraft Country.
1: Oh, good. He was amazing. I mean, does that being typecast? Because it's, I mean, it's a
3: dude, going like, and, like saving his. Family if for so you're the gods, if, if the, you're the really black at- actor that does that does Eldritch stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, imagine the typecast. So it's I want to I want to deviate
0: specific. I want to deviate from the notes but real quick, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of briefly mention it's very fascinating to me as somebody who grew up reading and loving the mythos of Lovecraft. I've mm-hmm. actually read Lovecraft and he is dry as shit and it's really bad. It is. His concepts it's, it's are cool hard to read. but it's hard to read. It's like the Cimmerian for me. I beat my head against it every time I try and read it. Mm-hmm. But we all know as we talked about in a previous episode the we did an episode about separating the art from the artist and specifically we talked about Lovecraft and how he's very racist. Mm-hmm. But now we have shows like Lovecraft Country and now this new uh, movie coming up. And in Lovecraft Country
1: specifically in the first episode gives you the perfect artist versus art. It it does. Yeah, absolutely. If you've never seen
0: it, please watch Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um, So what we have here is, this is kind of almost a movement because I've been, I do follow um, certain publishing areas. um, Like there's a, I believe it's Apex Publishing, a lot of independent publishing uh, book houses, uh, mostly because I'm trying to get published, mm-hmm. but also because um, a lot of those people have great, fa- uh, really fascinating up and coming talent. And what we're seeing now is this weird movement where the where black um, authors who grew up with Lovecraft and loved it, but also hated the fa- or, or trying to come to terms with the fact they love Lovecraft, but also hate the racist part of it Mm -hmm. are now taking that power back and saying, we can do mythos. We can have strong black characters in mythos and, and remove that power from what Lovecraft believed. Yeah. Like that's fucking
3: cool. I love literally every single thing about that. the, it makes me really hopeful for the future of Harry Potter, to be honest. It's, it's the, like the biggest thought I have. So like 100 years. <laughs> well, well whatever, whatever public domain laws are in the UK, probably 90 to 100 years like they are in the US if the, they, they don't have any legal shenanigans. But, but not the point. The point is, eventually, because we now have Lovecraft being written by the people he you know just didn't value discriminated against mm. Hated, we don't know. But the people that he disenfranchised now get to take his stories and make them their own. That's the best death of the author there's right. ever it really been is. and i it, it makes me really hopeful that before i'm dead because joanne is older than me <laughs> <laughs> that before i'm dead i'll get some really amazing like trans-based harry potter written by trans You're people like i will buy the trans characters well. <laughs> i would donate now to, like, a GoFundMe knowing that this won't come out to after I'm dead.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to let you know, fan fiction exists. And that yeah, definitely true. has been explored within that realm. That because is I, I know things I should not know of from Oh my God, the internet's a horrible
3: place. <laughs> the problem is, I can't pay people for their fan fiction yeah. because then they get sued. That's true. That, that, that is pay a very, writer very on
1: their Patreon to create products or just to pay for them to live. That is what. That is true. If you want to join our Patreon, Surly Kurt Nerd slash figure it out. That's true. That's a, <laughs> that like is not what beginning. it's called. <laughs> All right. So, next
0: up, Christian Bale has been brought in to star and produce a movie based on a novel called The Pale Blue Eye. I've got a quick synopsis of the film slash book okay. here. the th- uh, The thriller revolves around the attempt to solve a series of murders that took place in 1930 or sorry 1830 at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Bale will play a veteran detective who investigates the murders, helped by a detail-oriented young cadet who will later become a world-famous author, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe has not been cashed yet. Okay.
1: Cool. This, this seems interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I, just, I,
0: just, I had you, never heard of this book. It This sounds absolutely crazy and right up my alley.
3: Yeah, no, this sounds awesome. I don't know if I... So, I don't know enough about Edgar Allan Poe to ever know what kind of character he's going to be. Because every time I've seen Edgar Allan Poe, it's always a caricature of a different personality type mm. that happens to be the visage of Edgar Allan Poe because it's quirky. Mm. The, um, the, the actor from The Reanimator.
1: Who's played Edgar Allan Poe in variants, variations mm-hmm. more than anyone else in history is actually has like basically a doctorate of just Edgar Allan Poe. He knows everything about his entire fucking life. And in the before four times, I'm talking like 20 years ago and shit, because mm-hmm. I know that's when he was doing it, he would actually be in uh, the, he would do performances in the graveyard over Edgar Allan Poe's grave, talking, going, exploring the life and the stories of Edgar Allan Poe. And he'd do this you know, his performance thing. So oh, wow. awesome. that, 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 I would really love deep. to have seen yeah. that. Yeah. Jeez. I, it was just, you had to be in that Boston. Of, no, not Boston. Uh, the other one because of the fucking B that everybody hates, uh, Keep going, please. Just yeah, yeah, going. Okay. I'll, I'll remember All in a right. second. And I'll just blurt it out,
0: okay? <laughs> Next up, Gore uh, Verbinski opened up this week as, as to why. Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Gore Verbinski opened up this week as to why the Bioshock movie was never made. Uh, it's not hard to figure out. It basically came down to the fact that he wanted to make a $200 million, uh, $200 million movie mm-hmm. that was rated R, and Hollywood insisted that it needed to be PG 13. Like, that's. Yeah,
3: that's, because even in Hollywood, they still think video games are for children. BioShock's not for children. Well, there also
0: <laughs> is a misconception in Hollywood that R-rated movies don't make money. don't make
3: the yeah, amount no, of money. That's that that seriously their like. And that was prior to story doesn't sell video games of Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is movies need to be PG-13 because PG-13 movies make the most money? la everything that was made after Jaws for adults.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then they want to get in that. Because they're like, oh, there's more than one game. We have to franchise it, so we have to make a vid- movie of every video mm-hmm. game. Yeah. So we have to make it PG-13 to get the biggest audience, so we can get everybody involved. We can get that stupid Marvel mm-hmm. hype DC bullshit that they wanted, well, which that's actually you, didn't exist yet. Right, but
3: but that's all. That's all, how we ended up with movies like Batman versus Superman and, um, you know, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Literally, it's in the name. The, the part of the name of this franchise is fucking suicide, Not and it's like, yeah, no, we. Should probably make it pg-13 you know get the 13 year olds in there for the suicide that that sounds good (laughs) and there's a squad of people that do suicide right like yeah 13 year olds and up please (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know i don't know I, i like deadpool how thankfully proved a lot of that wrong. That is true. But, I mean, they're still making the same mistakes. And it's the the reason the Snyder Cut exists <laughs> is because they won't let people make the superhero movies they want, even though those comics mm-hmm. were very clearly not for children when they were released. Yep, that's very true. The
1: I think with that, we will start seeing more of these being made. Maybe we will get Bioshock readdressed later on. Right. Because the studios just, have been seeing more influence from the rated R I know I for just were adults and realizing that the regular model of going to the theater is not really going to be able to come back and not for a very long time like we like and, we thought it was gonna be sooner than but it's not
0: and I agree with you and to put kind of a final pin on this as somebody who is literally wall to wall surrounded right now in Bioshock artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I want a Bioshock movie.
2: You I, you have,
0: you've, you you got to be like Darren Aronofsky's. I want,
1: I want the city when it was at its like you peak, me, and I want to watch it fall. Yeah, if you give me That'd the fall
0: cool. of Rapture, I would watch that. Definitely. But like Bioshock itself, like I look at that, and I'm like, it was made to be a video game. Though. Like the, literally, the mechanic the, and the story yeah. of the game is meant to be this thing.
3: Right. So the and and that's the that's how you need to think about video game movies when you make them. Is what story are you trying to tell? If we're making a Metal Gear Solid movie, are we trying to tell the story of Solid Snake? Or are we trying to tell the story of Big Boss? Hmm. You know, where are we going with this? Are we trying to tell the story of Rapture? Are we trying to st- tell the story of the stupid um, fucking mind-controlled protagonist? Right. Like, that, that, that's a dumb, like, visage to Spoiler tell the story a from. a game that's been out for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a story yeah. for a game that's been out since 2006. <laughs> Sorry, (laughs) But, (laughs) but but yeah. So please, if you're going to make a Bioshock movie, think about what kind of Bioshock you story you want. And realize that if you make a movie where he walks around and decides for twenty minutes if he's gonna take on that big daddy and either kill that little girl, right, or put her into a tube so she can wander through Rapture on her own, you're gonna make a bad movie. I have an idea for what I would like for a Bioshock series.
1: Just hear me out on this. This is just side tangent on the thing. Um, There was an ABC series where the company made weird fucked up products, and it was a satirization of the shark tank no it's not shark tank it was a, it's a comedy fuck i should just no you're saying, but you're
0: saying it's satirization it's a satirization of, of something like shark tank but it's okay. actually a
1: corporation right. of, it's a satirization of corporations either way fuck now i've lost my train of thought trying to explain the other fucking premise <laughs> <laughs> what i want is rapture's scientist i want a horror series where it's the scientist coming with like the fucking needles and the p- pills and shit and r- releasing all <laughs> these horrible things i mean like here at rapture we made this. A fish person. Yeah. Right. And then just put like the next episode, we just don't, we ignore that that happened at all. And we just keep make they keep making worse and worse things because that's how it that's how all of the stupid.
3: I, I feel like the horror angle would definitely be one to push with a, with a rapture movie, yeah. a Bioshock movie in general.
0: Okay. So for those of you not in the scene, Wednesday Night Fights is a weekly fighting game tournament based out of Southern California that's been purely online due to the pandemic. Last week, a new anonymous fighter showed up his uh, name was SFV Ryu Player LOL. This player showed up, won six matches back to back, and got a 3 0 sweep in the grand finals of the tournament. When it Dang. came time to collect his tournament winnings, the player simply said in Discord donate mine to the homeless. Good night. Wow. Nobody knows who this person is. There's theories in the fighting game community. And which game was this? I'm sorry. Super Street Fighter 5. Wow. They do do a weekly tournament. He showed up, dominated everybody, won the pot, and said, donated to the homeless.
3: Wow. Fucking awesome. We need to, like... Yeah, yeah cool. we can, can we have more uh, Street Fighter Batman? <laughs> right. Like Robin Hood is a better analogy, but still, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it was also
0: confirmed this week that Monster Hunter Rise, the title that we thought was going to be only slated for the Switch, is in fact going to be coming to PC. Now, there's no time frame for the game yet, as it's still under development, but this is a pretty huge deal. Yeah. I wonder if it'll cross cross
3: play it or something I mean maybe Uh, I don't know if Apex Legends is but I think it might be and I mean I really was going to be sad to miss a Monster Hunter game now that I've played World and really like them and I knew I wasn't going to play it on the Switch so this is really cool
0: well, I mean, it's one of those things where the Switch is always, or Nintendo's always gotten their own Monster Hunter properties for mm-hmm. at least the last couple console cycles. Yeah. So it would make sense that this would just be a Switch game. It would, absolutely. Um, but Capcom's also realized the value in the PC market. They've mm-hmm. seen how much their games are selling. So is it worth a delayed release for Monster Hunter Rise so that you can play it on the PC? I would say absolutely, because that's exactly what happened with Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. And it still did gangbusters. As long yeah, as
2: it, it the did cost great to on port, it o-
1: port, yeah. say port it over to PC, is less. Or they can think it's less than the amount that they're going to get in just the initial sales. Mm-hmm. Then they're per- yeah, they're going to do this for every one of them from now on, yeah. as long as it's easy enough and cost effective. Yeah, and it seems like maybe it was the development of this one was that. So. That's probably why it's going to get switched over. Yeah. Monster it's Hunter was
3: over. the last game uh, since Neo 2 that I really just lost myself in. And so, yeah, I, I would I super happy to play the game. I'm next
0: still going to be playing it on the Switch just because I want to have the handheld experience. I yeah. will put more hours into it on the handheld experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have it in the notes because it is rumor and speculation. We don't comment on rumor and speculation here. Uh, but there have been like big rumors going around this week that the Switch is getting a upgraded
2: version. Right. A
3: Switch Pro or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's, because it's, they're not making game boards, it's, you it's make been a rumor that's boy.
0: been going around for like the last three years. But this mm-hmm. is the first time that they're like, I think we actually have specs on it. But we can't, I, I don't want to talk too much about that because that is just rumor and speculation at this mm-hmm. point.
1: But it's a good idea to start getting your savings yeah. uh bots ready for, to buy that, buy that, when that it right? maybe ever comes up,
0: yeah. <laughs> but what isn't rumor and speculation is that according to the Los Angeles tourism board, wow, that was a smooth transition. Yeah, Man, I'm so proud of myself today.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 yourself on the, like, patting yourself on the back
0: for the transition at, immediately at the yeah, end of. I know. It is not a I good know. transition. It's, it really isn't. I take it back. Bad me. <laughs> According to the Los Angeles <laughs> Tourism Board, E3 has been canceled again this year, uh, and those conferences are going to be moved online. Now, last year's companies struggled to get presentations online. Um, they just didn't. They they were preparing for a e three. Mm. So we only got a handful of presentations mm-hmm. last year. Yep. It's sounding like this year they're preparing. They were already prepared well in advance. And they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing E three in person this year. Good. Everybody, get your online presentations together, and we're going to do an actual." Solid E3 block like we
3: normally do. It's just all online. Well, it's so much easier that way for mm-hmm. them. Anyway, we should just do god, that. So less oh
1: money. Oh my god! Right? Wouldn't it be great oh, if
3: E3 had like a, a a channel that I could just
1: go to and watch the specific things? Like, Perhaps like, on like YouTube. Or something. Yeah, I mean, every time instead they have of me to... having to go to IGN's thing or do to somebody else's thing to get the fucking you know that week of. Information.
3: Yeah, I mean, think about, like, Skyrim going to E3 and being like, yeah, we had a nine-foot statue of, like, just a Viking with some, like, fire in one hand and a sword in the other. It's like, that statue cost $13,000. Minimum. Dude, like... Yeah. Uh, we could not, and just show you some of the game and get you actually hey, You could donate the rest of that to the homeless like that, dude. Yeah, we don't need the atmosphere anymore, guys. Like, don't get me I wrong. I don't know. We've all
0: been watching E3 on the couch together for years, so like, this yeah. is a no change for us, really. Exactly. Yes.
3: And I get I get wanting to go to conventions. I get wanting to be around people. I miss conventions. I really like concerts myself, yeah. much yeah. Less, concerts. less than conventions. Okay. But, um... And movies, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's okay if E3 stays online for another year, if yeah. not just for a while. Yeah. I would like a lot of studios to do the Devolver slash Nintendo thing and just be like, our stuff's online. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to the convention, and you, we'll, we'll rent out a theater and like you can sit in the seats and we'll show you our thing. We'll stream it to the theater. Although, to be yeah. fair,
0: I do miss the one year that we did E3 and the, the local movie theater was showing it. And we went yeah. for oh, the play, it was a yeah, PlayStation, it it PlayStation event. And we yeah. went to the theater and watched the PlayStation yeah. event on the screen. That was really cool. Yeah,
3: that was the one where they did like they premiered like the first shots of Last of Us. 2, yeah. and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" And we were just like giggling in our seats. Um, um, yeah,
1: the only issue I had, or not the only issue, with that for live stuff for E three, it's be really interesting how that changes that, because the convention center, all that happens right next door, is where Microsoft has its own. Yeah. venue essentially yeah, where concerts true. and stuff go on there and that they put on their they always put on their E3 performance mm-hmm. next door in the thing yeah. that they own they're not going to get rid of that because obviously that building is used for other stuff Yeah, but the idea that they actually still have this physical space that yeah. they could when these times if they switch back have that ready to go but I really want them to just do it this way, and I see. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, more
3: companies should do for E3. Do the devolver digital thing, mm-hmm. and in devolver digital, like go bigger. Like this year, I want to see Their like. Sales went- Bigger this year, yeah, so. they did. I want to see like, like, like the whole Nina thing, but I want like an hour long episode of
2: that shit. So, if you've
0: never seen the Devolver Digital uh, E3 presentations, um they are just presentations of all the up and coming games. But for the last like four years, it's a short. All film. of them have been a short film. So yeah. between the game presentations, there's actually a story they've been writing. Right. It's the most absurd story no, it, in the it, world. It feels like Absurdist someone knew- filmmaking at its core.
1: At its um, yeah. Corporate, not corporate, um, capitalist <laughs> best. Yeah.
3: There's a, it, what it feels like the most to me, it feels like OCP from RoboCop, but like with a l- out. much lower <laughs> budget <laughs> and a lot that. more cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's what you're getting. The kind of like 80s practical gore for no reason, coupled with a lot of like video game jargon and stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. It's amazing. The it's actors really they fun, get are fantastic. It? Watch it. And it's so fun. Watch them all.
0: Alright, up next, Arc Systemworks, cre- creator of Guilty Gear Strive, has announced they are pushing the release date of the game from April 9th, 2021 to June 11th, 2021. Now, Guilty Gear Strive had a wildly successful beta in terms of numbers. In fact, it was so successful that the entire first day of the beta was lost due to server stability issues. Um, I experienced this myself. I downloaded it. I was super excited to hop on. I'm messaging Brooklyn about it, and I'm like, hey, man, are we going to play some Guilty Gear? And that whole first day just got... The servers got slammed so hard you know? that, like, that was the end of it. Yeah. Um, it really does sound... Because the gameplay was solid. What it mm-hmm. is sounding like is they want to take the, like three or four months mm-hmm. and fix their servers so that when it happens, because this is a game that's primarily going to exist online. Yeah. And they want sure. to make sure that everything I mean, the point
1: of any beta is to learn where your issues are. And if the issues are in their servers, then that's where they need to put that mm-hmm. work.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then like Brooklyn's saying in chat, I mean, one of the big things they really need to address maybe is the lobby system because it's not good. Sure. Yeah, it is like trying to like describe the lobby system is they do an eight bit area where you enter hopefully with your friend you have to talk in advance about which lobby you're going to be in and you get a little character you get to dress up and you get to pull your sword out and hold it out to say i'm ready for a fight and then another eight-bit person has to walk up to you and pull out their sword and say i'm running to fight and you have to accept the fight mm-hmm. and the whole thing's very convoluted it's adorable i get it arc systems work mm-hmm. like it's too much yeah like I even thought Grand Blues lobby system was a lot, and that was my little cute character walks into an arcade and sits down in an arcade chair, and I wait for somebody to sit down at the arcade chair next to me. No, fuck that bullshit.
2: Street, I didn't like that one. Street Fighter Five.
0: Street Fighter Five doesn't have rollback netcode, but at least I can connect to a game in like thirty seconds and yeah, fucking play. You can play.
3: literally be like, "Is anyone playing? Click, click." I want to play uh, a game of Street Fighter, and it's like, and I, "All right, and, let me look." <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. That's all I need to do to fucking play Street the last Fighter. Last time we
1: online. went to the fighting game uh, place. Uh, UFO. Uh, arcade UFO. Yeah, mm-hmm. Arcade UFO. We were playing that one fighting game where we were, had to get on, find each other on a battle or a pirate ship to so go to each other to then fight each other. Yeah, I think like, Why was, the fuck
0: is this I, a thing? I, I think that was also an Arc System War game. They, they do fucking weird shit with their lobby and they need to fucking stop.
2: Like, seriously, guys. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see here. Oh, this is a big one for Hector. Mm. The theater chain, Alamo Draft House has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy oh, yeah. and has yeah. begun shutting down some of their locations across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Now, Alamo has said that they're uh, going through this uh, bankruptcy and a purchase agreement with um, Altamon Capital Partners. And what they're doing with this is they're trying to raise the capital needed that will keep the rest of the locations open through the pandemic.
3: Correct. Yeah, it's basically a corporate restructure. It allows them to take some take some massive losses without... It ruining their books basically. Um, I mean, Tim League is part of the group literally buying the chapter 11 cell from Alamo. Who is the guy from Alamo? Who is, who is the guy who founded the draft house? Yeah, he's they just have to restructure because obviously their revenue has, I'm sure, dropped by like 70, 80 mm-hmm. percent. So, yeah, it's been a year. And I'm surprised it's not more drastic than it is right now. Um now we are
0: losing the Alamo Ritz downtown. We are losing
1: the Alamo
3: Ritz. Which is Dritz the Ritz Ritz
0: most downtown. if you've never been there before, it's such an iconic little it's theater.
1: The history mm-hmm. of that building alone goes back to I mean, it's, hundreds of, it's over yeah. 100 years old by itself. Yeah. It's always been a theater. Always been a theater. The, it's
3: just two little, two two tiny little theaters. You yeah, walk up some screens. stairs to get to them. It's just two screens. Well, see, the thing is, it wasn't a theater theater. It was actually a performance right, right. for yeah, music. Yeah, because there's a stage.
1: So, there's a stage. Yeah. There's, Willie Nelson's played there, like Janis Joplin mm-hmm. and shit. Like, mm-hmm. It goes to the history of not only just country music, but Texas history and yep. the history of just rock and roll is built into this building that Alamo puts, that bought and put it <laughs> changed changed back into into a theater
3: to put to put a to put a nice hat on your story um there when the movie green room came out uh i went to watch it here at the alamo draft house not at the ritz probably at slaughter or south lamar i forget which doesn't matter you go in, and the Alamo, for those of you who are not familiar with the Alamo Draft House, like to create their own little pre-movie reel that is either like funny things about characters that are in the movie. Like for Spider-Man, they'll play like five minutes of Italian Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Just to like get some lulls out of you, and then like probably a like YouTube video of a guy in a Spider-Man suit if, from like Nicaragua just doing a funny dance, right? Mm-hmm. It's like because he thinks that was it's all fun. It's it, sometimes it's history, mm-hmm. sometimes it's really cool shit. So before the movie, Green Room. They show a clip and they're like, uh, at the theater the Ritz is, current, the is currently at, the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz is currently at, this band played a song. And they show footage. Someone recorded footage from one of the balconies of that band playing a song. And with a VHS, by the way, it was Nazi punks, Nazi punks, punks this is so hard to say. Mm-hmm. Nazi punks, fuck off. Was the song, mm-hmm. and it was. It's a great little punk song, and he plays it at the venue because he's like, "Hey, so a lot of you say we should not talk politics, and a lot of you have some really shitty political opinions. So we got a song for you. Everyone, listen up!" And they start playing Nazi punks, "Fuck off!" And it's great, and like some people are super happy and like headbanging, and some people are like throwing shit on the stage, and there are fist fights. It's cool. It's a good moment which is actually a catalyst for a major event in the movie mm-hmm. is the main characters in that movie play that song in front of a bunch of white supremacist punks in a local dive bar in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and then shenanigans ensue. So
1: getting that's a word to use for that movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is yeah
3: please watch that movie expecting shenanigans and not what actually happens. <laughs> The, the, the dogs don't eat anything inappropriate <laughs> But So the, Before I watched that movie I had the little Alamo scrawl And they showed footage from the Ritz Of this actual history taking place mm-hmm. And then getting to watch the movie Was so so cool And now the Ritz is going to be gone Yeah I I hope someone does something so with that was probably it. I hope actual footage from the dead Kennedys back yes. in the day. Mm-hmm. It probably was. Yeah, I hope that uh, you know maybe a celebrity really jumps in. I know Tarantino has a lot of fondness for the Ritz. I, I you know, just I. Somebody please take care of the Ritz, and I don't, it doesn't even need. Elijah, to Elijah, what with are you Almo? doing right yeah. now in Austin? Right, <laughs> just just keep it a theater, run it the way you want to. I don't, don't give turn it a into fuck. a shitty Sixth Street bar. Please don't let it be a bar. Yeah. Please don't let it be anything than what it than what it is. Keep it a theater. Keep it a stage. Keep it a venue. Mm-hmm. Um, keep the history yes and that is that keep is it weird please. <laughs> oh, God thank damn it, you tony thank now you now you've ruined that it. was that's <laughs> the reason i was ending it that, that was wonderfully okay. appropriate we have a couple more it.
0: items to get through <laughs> before we get to our main topic uh we found out this week that netflix has partnered with skydance to create an anime based on the terminator franchise uh the person who wrote the screenplay for the upcoming the batman movie is actually going to be the showrunner and executive producer Anime's getting
3: pretty mainstream. Have y'all noticed that Netflix we have is... on Netflix we have an X-Men anime. Mm-hmm. We have, well, that one's actually, that one's actually that one's <laughs> old. That, that's actually from Japan. Right. And yeah. that
0: came out, that came out about 10 years ago. Yeah.
3: Right, but but before 10 years ago, you couldn't do an X-Men anime. Yeah. No one would sell Japan the rights to X-Men. Yeah. But so I like, mean,
0: but it did come out. It was right. a thing that existed. Yeah, so like, we
3: have X-Men anime. Now, I mean, we 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 get more and more properties that are so much more mainstream going into this format format that they know people actually like adults and children is cheaper to make them film so much cheaper to make than film yeah like
1: i'm really looking i said earlier i was i'm looking forward to watching uh, yeah my robots. After
3: this, exactly. can I tell you why I don't I'm know why looking I forward? To say Attack on Titan. <laughs> so,
0: so let me tell you why I'm looking forward to a Terminator anime. Mm-hmm. Is I am a person who loves the Terminator franchise. I've only watched select movies in the franchise. I have not watched all of them. I still really? plan to at some point, but I've watched a lot of them. T2 what t I... two is one of my...
1: There's a TV series you have to watch in there. Like yeah. I no, you I don't tried have to and it was video so video. bad. It was it's bad. F-
0: it was bad. F- it was f- bad. But so speaking crazy. of canon, I watched all of it. <laughs> okay. Speaking of canon, what I really want them mm-hmm. to do with the Terminator anime is I want them to wipe the slate clean. Okay. I want us to keep the basic concepts. Mm-hmm. Keep the you can keep the main story there. You can keep the John Connor. You can keep mm-hmm. you know the Terminator going after him and then suddenly becoming a friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Keep all these basic concepts. But the problem with the Terminator franchise is I've been watching it. Is it's so bogged down by the past. Mm. It's so reliant on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. There was such a big deal about like in one of the last Terminator films. Oh well, we got Arnold and we de-aged him and then that now now he's in it. And I'm like, but but the Terminator doesn't need to have Arnold. It right. doesn't like it. I care about the robots mm-hmm. and the shooting of robots right. and some weird so time So that's going to gonna be the
1: great thing about this animated series is shooting robots is very expensive to film. Yes. Mm. Mm. Way cheaper to fucking draw. Yeah. So, We're so we get a to lot draw. more of crazy robots battling and yes, ridiculous ass shit. Which is... Ex- yeah, no, true. that's what I... Uh, appreciates about anime is it's the cheaper version to get me what I like and I don't think people are people have now come to see it as not necessarily the cheaper version but can be just as
3: good in quality. Yes, absolutely. So my favorite thing about Terminator that no one has done until the very last movie um, Dark Fate and by the way they've been D. De- Should I watch that one? Yes, but not for the reasons that anyone else says so
0: because I skipped Genesis because I was like this. Yeah, no, bad. no skip Genesis and, uh, fun. and, and
3: skip would please God skip whichever one had Jack. Courtney, mm-hmm. but um, the thing about these movies is they keep bringing Arnold back because the people in the movies recognize him, which what, what they don't get, and god, they've been de-aging Arnold for a long time. Oh god, I just, and yet he
2: still
0: looks really good. He know, he looks he's great like, in seriously. person now, like he but you can
3: tell whenever time. he
1: was in his 20s
0: and he was that yeah. literally, Mr. <laughs> Universe, right? yeah, when, when he can only speak three
3: sentences of English versus he's very eloquent versus now. being a, a former California <laughs> no, politician, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, they they changed. So, so, the thing about the Terminator that no one's ever done, and I'm just like, God, why? Except for Dark Fate and maybe the one with Christian Bale, but I don't like to bring up that, that movie. That was okay. Because that's the first one they really DA'd Arnold, and yeah. he looked like butt. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Terminator is a perfect example of alternate history storytelling because you could literally tell a different story and just explain the differences away by, oh, yeah, history changed. Like, it doesn't matter. Terminator can be anything. The Mm. way that you could have a Star Trek anything and a Star Wars anything, there's a whole universe out there. And all you really have to have is future robots in modern times or future robots in the future doing future robot shit. Mm. And you could all call it Terminator. It could be this massive umbrella. And they could tell really cool stories with Arnold and with old Sarah Connor, which is pretty cool. Or with, like, uh, whoever. It doesn't matter. You can
0: actually do Robocop versus Terminator. You
3: super could. Which I want. And all of it can be canon because the entire thing is about people going back in time and fucking with shit. Yep. The problem with the franchise is always It's like Doctor Who, but dumber. Right. (laughs) It always wants to put
1: itself into now now-ish. Right. It, and, was, and- it had to be these, you had to do these sections of time and it had yeah. to be linear. But the way you're explaining it the way that they should understand it is mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be linear right. it's time robots and humans can bubble wherever the fuck right. they want and just like like you figure robot robot robot. Have, robots have robots have an
0: expansive AI and the ability to travel, travel through time and they're, like, they one they're one like we have to go back in time and kill Sarah Connor because John Connor I'm like or <laughs> you could just go back like three generations cap her grandma and then they don't they can't yeah, even what's your grandma
1: gonna do See, the problem is <laughs> yeah. a very simple AI and it's like it can only figure out that one problem I understand it doesn't give, it, right. there's
3: and even if we're dealing with, you know, even if we're dealing with you know, the... uh, endgame version of time travel where everything just branches off, that's fine too because now we live in this universe. Yeah. Spoilers for the first three seconds of Dark Fate which came out like two years ago <laughs> and I think is on Amazon Prime it or is. HBO. It's my,
0: yeah, I forgot on my list. But
3: yeah, so, so yeah, spoilers for the first three minutes but literally the first three minutes of that movie are a, a Terminator walking in like five seconds after Terminator 2 is over when they think they're safe and capping John Connor in the face <laughs> and like now we do Terminator without John Connor so mm-hmm. let's see what happens. And that's fucking cool. I like that. And if everything can be that in Terminator, give me more Terminator. Like, yeah. So anime Terminator, thumbs up. All right. Thumbs up into lava. Into lava. Yes. All right. So now we
0: know that there is a new Candyman movie right around the corner. But it was revealed this week that there will also be a documentary called The Complete History of Candyman coming out. It's going to be talking about the story, the history of the story, um, starting from Clive Barker's novella to the films, and then talking about the upcoming movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, a big part of what they're going to be talking about in the documentary is that if you're unfamiliar with the Candyman story, a lot of people just think, oh, it's a slasher, It it has bees. Um, actually, a lot of the Candyman story is about um, racism, social injustice, gentrification. Um, there's a lot of that stuff that's really built into the Candyman lore. Um, and they, they're going to take it, the time to kind of dive into it and represent that in the documentary.
3: So uh, I've never seen the Candyman movie. Do you recommend? I would watch the first one. Mm-hmm. Although honestly... At oh, point, so it's like a franchise. It's a franchise. Okay. Yeah, it was
0: a slasher franchise. And they kind of get a little cheesier. Like as they, they tend go, to do. As they tend to do. Um, first uh, one's
3: good. Yeah, do that yeah. one.
0: But at this point, I would kind of just wait for the remake. Okay. Um, but remake maybe
3: then original? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, w- I would go that route.
0: If you mm-hmm. like the remake, go back and watch the original. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of- We
1: can of, do double features, see which one we like better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, the Candyman story, which is about social inequality, and it really is about gentrification and you know uh, racism. And these are all heavy topics that have been kind of weaved through the lore of, of Candyman. Um, it's something that, honestly, it, it took until Get Out- before people went, oh, crap, like you can make racism and horror. And a lot of us old school horror fans are pointing at this going like, but this existed. Yeah. This is the Candyman's been around a long time. But Candyman is always sold to the to the audience, the general audience. Right. Let's call it the white audience. Of course. As it is sl- that as a slasher film.
3: 'Cause remember any like, movie that wasn't sold to white audiences at that time was labeled Black Exploitation. Right.
0: So what you have here is Instead of a movie. you know, when you get the the trailers for the original Candyman movie, it's just like, Oh, here's the candyman, like he shows up and he slashes things and you're like, Right, but when you really get into it, there's some like serious social issues that we need to discuss because of this. So I'm glad that the documentary is diving into this because it's something that as a horror fan, I've always really appreciated. And so people have written some very uh, eloquent and intelligent articles about the tie between the Candyman um, horror franchise and racism. Um, And for that to come to light and not only for it to come to light um, in the documentary, but for them to really dive even deeper into it with the upcoming remake, I'm very excited. So, our last news item for the week is a little bit of a bigger one. So, of course, last week it was announced that EA, the EA third-person shooter, looter shooter Anthem was mm-hmm. officially canceled um, after previously announcing they were going to try and revamp and relaunch the franchise mm-hmm. uh, or the game. In the wake of that and the success of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, BioWare has decided that the upcoming Dragon Age game is going to be a single-player-only title. But... According to Bloomberg, the newest Dragon Age was actually being built and designed with a huge multiplayer component in mind. So I can't imagine Bioware just making the decision this far into development to make it single player is either easy or cheap.
1: Or going to make the good the game good uh, at all. Hopefully. At least removing a huge chunk of it.
3: <laughs> hopefully. They were building an RPG knowing that they'd have to drop other people into the world, MMO style, hopefully they were building a good RPG first, and then we're going to build out the part where people play together. If that is the case, they can simply lop off the last bit and be like, well, we don't need this bit if there's no second person, and we don't need this bit if there's no second person. Hopefully that's the case, and this is a decision made because they could because i mean if Anthem said hey there's no multiplayer in this anymore we'd be like what the fuck are you making then but you know it's dragon age so i mean technically
0: we know nothing about dragon age other than the trailer that we saw right and the but trailer was had uh, nothing was, was in was it was absolute absolutely CG. But, <laughs> yeah but when we're getting reports being like ea's having to stop and go well fuck mm-hmm. we have to remove we have to remove we have to remove the multiplayer component and that was kind of 90% of dragon age all right, guys, we're starting over.
1: Like that's that's depending on wh- like, like I said, depending on where they were in the development of the yeah,
3: and we we're, As- we're not we're not we're, we're not, we're not, there we are not Bioware. Writing. I mean, we could
0: yeah. go down the road and talk to Bioware probably. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so 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 we, here's we, we my thing kicked out
3: of BioWare. about the situation is I, I am now. <laughs> rooting for a franchise I've never been an enormous fan of because the games have always been really hit or miss for me. Have you ever played the first one? Yeah. I, the first I, one I loved. No, I played the first one. I loved. I And I, I'm not even much of a, uh, I don't know what you call the type of PC RPG where you control like six people at once. Is. I don't know if there's a name for that. There probably is. Um Squad combat? Thing? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, squad-based uh, uh Squad-based RPG. Yeah, and I don't know if it was uh, uh, real-time with pause or if it was turn-based or whatever it was. I'm not a huge fan of that type of game just because I, there's always too much going on and I always feel overwhelmed. But the um, I loved the first one. Yeah. And I forget which one had the stupid sarcastic guy instead of actual content. I have only played the first one. H- hated that one. Yeah. Um, I actually did not mind the very last one they did. I think that was five. Inquisition or something? Inquisition. Yeah. I did not hate Inquisition. Inquisition was fine. They just loaded so many little like feather collectibles from Assassin's Creed into that game that I felt the game was actively disrespecting my time, so I quit playing it. Okay. But other than that, the game was pretty cool, and a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about it. Mm-hmm. As of right now, if they can strip multiplayer out of this game and make it good good... So that I go and I want to play it, even if I'm not like, God, I got to finish this game and 100% it. If I just want to like pay some money and try it, I will because I want EA to learn the lesson that if they make good single player games, I will buy them.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's really what it's coming down to. Mm -hmm. We always say on the show all the time, like, vote with your wallet. Yeah. Repeatedly, just keep voting with your wallet. This is the chance. And yeah, this is absolutely the opportunity. If Dragon Age comes out and gets moderate, Good ratings, mm-hmm. probably buy it. Give so it you your money, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, look, that's exactly what happened with uh, with Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and yet they even managed to get that onto Game Pass, and that blew it up ten times more. Yep,
3: yep. Right? And a lot of people played that game. game when they
1: didn't, and,
0: th- <laughs> and those developers put that game out, and it was a one and done for them. Mm-hmm. And yet, when the developers behind Jedi Fallen Order watched a game's done quick speed run of their game. They listened to the speedrunners that were sitting there actively playing their game obsessively, and they said, yeah, you know, if the devs could, I'd love them for them to change this, this, or this, but you know what? The game's already out. It's already what it is. It's fine. And then two weeks later, Jedi Fallen Order got a patch that addressed most of the things the speedrunners <laughs> wanted. <laughs> like, that is a... Lo- that's when you throw money at things. Yeah. Like, yeah. keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, absolutely.
1: Actually, when your developers... Do have that fan interaction and then something we've talked about so many times about having a good community development departments mm-hmm. within your game even which is somebody who's tired days to spend most of it on fucking twitter yeah which is a gross job i'm sorry if you have that job <laughs> um, that's gotta be rough man yeah yeah twitter's literally should have never been invented <laughs> if we could take one thing out of twitter humanity. was a mistake <laughs> twitter was a mistake <laughs> um, um the i sidetracked the shit out of myself right yeah there. you keep doing that today yeah i am very bouncy <sighs> Um, um, yeah,
0: I, I honestly think it's one of those things that comes down to if the ga- if Bioware is willing to take the time, money, and effort to make mm. the new Dragon Age game a fantastic single player experience, don't worry about rushing it out. Mm. We know that it's coming at this point. Yeah. You gave us no date, yeah. So, well, and then we don't need one, right? At this point, like, don't be Cyberpunk, don't be Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, too. Like, just let them make Dragon Age and make them a robust, beautiful Dragon Age experience. I'm hoping it's more along the same vein as the first one, Yeah. but pulling out all of those microtransactions that were probably going to be in there and all of that multiplayer component, which was absolutely guaranteed there because of the reports we've been getting, Right. you can make a great Dragon Age game that people are willing to put 60 to $70 mm-hmm. forward for that. In fact, you could probably make a Two hundred dollars collector's edition of it with a fucking dragon with his dick out, yep. and people will fucking buy the shit out of it. If that. you make the Dude, dragon, dragon fuck dragon a car, dick
1: out, there's, I'm buying that right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you don't even yeah. like Dragon Age. You're like dragon with his dick out. I, fucking see, I, a but, uh, I want to see dragon with his dick that, out it, fucking a car. Yeah, <laughs> I,
3: I want that statue. There is a subreddit for people who draw dragons fucking cards. With them. that's where <laughs> that's where that, <laughs> that yeah. There's a subreddit for everything. So 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 that is the joke. It's like if you made a statue of a dragon with his dick out fucking a car, you'd have an entire subreddit of purchase right there that's yeah. 200 bucks per subscriber actually not a bad investment really. <laughs> yeah, i
0: might just go sculpt one of those right now
2: hey oh, joe man. can
0: you can you make a statue of a dragon with his dick out fucking a car i mean i can just i already had a car statue and a dragon with his dick out statue just <laughs> let's put them together dragon age car fucking edition Yep. $200.
3: Why is there a car? Don't know. Some steampunk shit. Who knows?
2: <laughs> yeah, <some laughs> yeah. steampunk book. Well, we'll figure Why out a Make it a carriage yeah. so that it's relevant to the yeah. universe. But I'm going
3: to put that into the world, and I'm going to keep putting this out into the world unless something changes until Dragon Age 6 comes out. I forget which one this is. But anyway... if They don't number them. If the game at all sparks your interest, if it looks like something you want to play... Because of the way it's being made now. If it changes, don't do this shit. But if, if because of the way it's being made now, if you want to play it, when it launches, maybe pay full price for it. Yeah. Maybe if it, tell if, EA, if who it, used to make great games, hey, do more of this.
0: We want mm-hmm. a single-player experience that we can buy for 60 to 70 yeah. bucks that gives us 50 to 80 hours exactly. of solid mm-hmm. gameplay. Mm-hmm. And then we're done. And you know what? If it's really that good and they put that much time into it... They're going to probably make some DLC for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so when I say DLC, I mean DLC. I don't mean microtransactions. Right. I mean, they, maybe they'll come out with these extra, extra chapter, mm-hmm. like post-credits extra chapter. Yep. And it's like 20 bucks. Buy it. The, and that's, that's when we want to support developers is yep. when they're doing the good. Exactly. The way this is
1: don't pre-order spoken that. about in the article, it's not that BioWare said, hey, we don't want to have these things in our game. Mm-hmm. It's... The, what was it? E, was it Ubisoft? Yeah, it's, it's, EA. It's, EA. it's EA. I mm, can't remember which yeah. one. Yes, EA. Think about that for a second. Everybody wants Bioware to be the Bioware of old, the Bioware made the first Dragon Age, yeah. Bioware made Mass Effects. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're hearing this going, it's like, no, EA's is the one definitely dictating exactly how their games function now. They're never going to be that Bioware. Right. Get over it. Just hope that that maybe they can actually make a single player game again. Because at this point, they have shown us historically that they don't know how to do that. They did at one point, and uh, they ha- don't know how to do that anymore. I well, think this is the I, one I, chance I, to me that they to prove right. themselves.
0: So I think that it really comes down to studio interference.
2: It does. It's it one does. of the
0: reasons. That, it's one of the reasons the Mass Effect ending was changed. Mm-hmm. The reason a lot of things come in down to politics and yeah. money. And so when it comes down to things like this, we have to show, like we showed EA that Jedi Fallen Order, a single player experience with no DLC, is something that we are willing to pay sixty to seventy dollars for. And everybody loved it, and everybody kept buying it. And even when it came out of Game Pass, people kept buying it. Mm -hmm. And that helped influence their decision to switch over from a multiplayer model in Dragon Age to now a single-player model. Mm -hmm. Now we have to do the same thing. Now, if the game's bad, I'm not saying buy it. But I'm saying if the game's reasonably good, that is the time to vote with your wallet and say, we want this now so that we can change the corporate Mm -hmm. overlords' minds that we do want these single-player massive RPG experiences. And maybe just... Maybe we can get another fucking Knights of the Old Republic yeah. that isn't multiplayer.
2: Yeah,
3: that would be awesome. Like, like we, yeah, it, like, yeah. It's the final sign off for for this bit. Yeah, buy the game if you like it. At, if at full price, if you can, don't pre-order it.
0: All right, that is everything that we have for the news this week. We're going to take a very small break. Stick with us, and on the other side, we're going to be going into our main topic in the boss room. <laughs> boss room. Hey, adventurers. Welcome back to the show. This is the boss room, our main discussion for the podcast. Sometimes related to the news, sometimes not. This week, on the eve of the end of WandaVision, I want to talk about the idea of recasting versus removing actors inside the MCU. Now, there's a precedent for both these things in the current line of MCU films and shows. Mm. First off, Obviously, we have the recasting of War Machine in the earlier Iron Man films. Right. But as of this week, we have the we have current news like the uh, rapper slash actor Ti being removed from the cast of Ant Man three uh, due to um, sexual misconduct allegations. Mm-hmm. And they're saying we're not recasting. He's just removed from Ant Man three, yeah. and that's what we can
3: lose see. the character basically. Right.
0: So this raises a pretty big question for the MCU in general. When should the MCU recast versus remove actors? And I don't want you to just think about this in the negative. I don't want you to just think about actor did something bad has to be removed.
1: I mean, there's also in the case of actor's death. What right. Do you actor's do? death.
0: Right. We, we can talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. But we also have things like maybe an actor's contract is run out and he has a conflicting interest with that. Right. Like, what do you mm-hmm. do if Robert Downey Jr. Sorry, I had another movie scheduled because my contract was running out. Right. Right. Think about all these factors. Do we recast if we can't get them back or do we just remove them from the MCU?
2: Hmm.
0: It's a fairly complicated question. So yeah, feel free to kind of approach it from different angles.
3: Well, let me put it this way. Um, There is the perfect example of how to do it. And that is when an act knowing full well, how many pictures you have an actor signed off for Mm -hmm. on for, You can just not demand any more of their life, Um, except, you know, if they're down for, you know, some kind of specialty thing or a cameo. Just be like, we're going to give you three of your own movies and spots in a lot of other ones, and then you're going to retire and you're going to take your entire character and give it to another actor we already have hired N- named Falcon, and now they're gonna be <laughs> it's Captain a very America. President, that you're going, and with, now yeah. they're gonna be Captain America. And the reason I bring this up is because it's literally the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's perfect circumstances too. The actor didn't do anything wrong. No actor did anything right, except for be great actors and give us characters will change for Chris the rest Evans of their lives really is Captain America. He really is. <laughs> yeah. But He's you know America's what? <laughs> Soon <laughs> Anthony Mackie will be America's ass and it'll be amazing. I, I, and I, I would to. bounce I, a fucking quarter off that I, shit any day.
0: I have read in interviews apparently they do make comments about the America's ass thing and compare their asses.
3: Good. <laughs> Good. I love that. So look, yeah, perfect circumstances. Absolutely. Just J- j- you write it creatively so that you can have smooth transitions and give everyone hope for the next actor, rather than being like, "Where would Edward Norton go?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, he, which book well, well, are we on now? <laughs> sure, I get that. But I mean, th- this is a very complicated
0: question because now we have to sadly talk about Black Panther. Right? Of course, right? We don't know what's next for Black Panther. We're hearing through the grapevine, rumor, and speculation that, um, you know, obviously they're not going to recast. Chadwick Boseman's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a
3: that's a complicated ask, right? Because yeah. well, yeah, what there, are we going to yeah, do? With it, that? Ch- changing the actor, I think personally, probably impossible. Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's there The only person who could probably play that role was playing Killmonger. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> the only other good actor. It's like who we'd play love him. to get Michael B. Oh uh, yeah,
3: fuck, damn. It. Fuck, we kind of did that, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> who is the guy who did Tenant? Oh, he's doing like 12 other movies now? Shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Damn. Yeah. And please don't do that. You know what? Hopefully Marvel learned from their own perfect example is like you can take these and God, what an amazing lesson for the movie franchise to learn from the comics. You can take this persona and just slap it onto another car- a person and you have a whole new character out of an old one. Mm-hmm. You can rewrite everything about what Thor's about. What, uh, you know, the, the the specific issues that the Black Panther might care about, hmm. the specific things that Iron Man might think about now that uh, he's female, hmm. yeah. you know, uh, you know, or Thor for that matter. Yeah. Or, there are
1: other precedents within the comics for those changes, right? Yep. And those characters, there's a large breadth of mm-hmm. characters. There is that we don't necessarily have to replace the actor. Mm-hmm. We, or the character, or we, in a way, are we're introducing a new character instead. Mm -hmm. A thing that, a person, an entity that will uh, be that replacement, but Mm -hmm. is their own unique thing. So we get a version of Iron Man, but it's not Tony Stark. We don't have to call them is what you're saying, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Because we have
3: other, yeah, exactly that. Because we have other... Iron Man, but it, you know we have Ironheart, mm-hmm. or we have female Thor, and you could. There's probably been a lot of people who have worn the Black Panther costume, as the movie Black Panther showed us. Sure, yeah, sure. And please, I was
1: wanting to eventually get to the. We have characters. Shuri would
3: be good, but sure the one we want. I mean, we have a lot of other good choices too. Lupita Nyong'o would make an amazing Black oh, Panther. Man. holy yeah. shit! And she God. was in that movie, yeah, and she was did. awesome. Please yeah. give me that. Like, yeah. like, give me anything that you do with Black Panther that makes Black Panther interesting. There were a lot of good characters in that movie that could be the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually kind of glad it can't be Michael B. Jordan, because that would be too easy. Yeah. If at the end of the movie he wasn't dead and he was just in a prison cell in Wakanda and they came back and they were like, we need a new Black Panther. That'd be cheesy as shit. Yep. And I would hate that. Yeah, I, I love that they have to do something more intelligent with it. and. I hope they keep doing it with these characters because if it's gonna be a bunch of different actors from a bunch of different backgrounds doing a bunch of different things, I'll watch horror movies for the rest of my life. Right. But but what
0: happens in a circumstance like Black Panther, where and and I know that I'm, I feel like we're beating our heads against the wall asking this question, but well, I
3: think we need to talk about the the third aspect of this, the third thing you brought up, which was and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Which was um, the Kevin Spacey of it all? Like, what do we do when an actor, actress, whoever, a, a director, fucking, you know, dude who brings people coffee but likes to, you know, <coughs> dunk, dunk his balls in it? Or what if Josh Whedon's your director? <laughs> right. Like, what do we do to get these people out of our projects while still maintaining the projects? Right. We've seen what happened to Spacey. Spacey, yeah. uh, you know, was digitally removed from the last movie he started. But, I mean, what we're talking about here is that the, the most recent
0: news was, you know, T.I. being right. removed from Ant-Man 3.
3: But what that screams to me
0: but, is... But that, that's a character that probably couldn't have shown up in Ant-Man 3, and right. I wouldn't have noticed. That's
3: what I was thinking. Yeah. It sounds like when they said we're just removing the character, is that he was, like, T. Payne the comic relief in the background, and we honestly didn't need him. Right. But th- th- that's what I'm getting.
1: Like, if you tell me, like, Michael Pena... Like, was out and I was like, Oh, oh no, dude. That's yeah. well, Michael Pena would have been horrible, right? <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: please, Michael Pena, always behave yourself. You, yes, seem like a, you seem like an amazing dude, and I want you to keep acting in all my stuff. I also want you to recap all the Marvel universe all the time. Yes, please recap every <laughs> dude. If you just started a YouTube channel where you recap the Marvel movies in that voice, I would watch all of it. Yeah.
1: I just wanted to recap everything. Like, give me the recap Star
0: Trek for me. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I'd be like, recap
0: my
1: day, yeah, like everything. <laughs>
3: So, anyway, yeah. yeah. So, when actors behave badly, like, let's say, and I mean, because he's really not doing movies anymore and we don't have to think about this as a reality, let's say, like, something bad happened to Chris Evans. Dear God, Captain right. America. Right. No, please say it ain't so. Mm-hmm. Keep your dick in your pants. Um, you uh, know, or only show it, it to people who ask for it, which uh, I know is a lot. Of- it it already, yeah. it already got leaked on Twitter, we- but like, it's fine, right? But he also immediately said, "Wow, sorry." Um, now that I have your attention, go vote. Yeah, <laughs> which was brilliant. Yes,
1: <laughs> only real way you can deal with like a leaked nude is like, yeah, that's definitely me. and yep. fuck it, just.
3: Best, best option, yes, yeah, yeah. and, and and you know what? That was <laughs> that was great. America's dick. Yes, America's that was dick. America's dick right there. But like, let you know, let's say we we heard about something something about him behaving badly. Maybe he sent that to like a fucking Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. <laughs> like, let, let's say it was a bad thing, and suddenly we like we super can't do Chris Evans anymore, and Endgame is nobody's soon. ever said that by the way. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Nancy Pelosi be like, I liked it. Let him stay in the movies. <laughs> I asked him for that. Anyway, please, I, we're making a lot of fun of something very serious, but it's just a funny scenario because I'm using Chris Evans because he's kind he's of an like angel. Like I would to. like to use May, Yes, I balance. would all day. That action, I would, I would make him my action figure. <laughs> I would pose him in all different ways. <laughs> anyway, just pew, pew stick. <laughs> There's a, I, I keep trying to find a joke about the shield and I'm just, it's not <laughs> happening. Anyway. You wouldn't use protection. <laughs> no, none whatsoever. So anyway, if something bad had happened and we needed to get Chris Evans out, what do we do? Right. Do I mean, we can't just not have Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, I think perhaps you go with your best option. And we learned that lesson in The Expanse because and we won't talk about any characters or anything else and we said it already earlier in the in this episode but there's a character in the last expanse season that passes away that is not canon in the books and the reason for that is the actor in question behave badly, and all the other actors, and production people, and director, and uh, author of the books so were all like, "Yeah, probably not. With him, we we cannot do this. We, he can." They were e- already done finishing the season, by yeah, way. They yeah. Had, they had wrapped the season exactly. They're like, "We can, we can go. We can ride around this." And that is really what you need, don't you? What you really need is the collaboration of an entire team to solve a problem like that. Right. Because if we really wanted to, and we got you know, let, let's say in this horrible alternate universe that I never want to visit, let's say in the darkest timeline and we find out Chris Evans did something bad.
0: That is definitely the darkest timeline. That is yeah. the
3: darkest timeline. We've like, Chris Evans did something bad that we can't forgive him for. Then what we would need is all of those great set photos of 10 years of Marvel that are like all the actors and all the directors and the producers and the people who've been on stage for like, like, like 13 plus movies mm-hmm. to all come together and writers and be like, okay, hands in the middle. We got to get this shit done. What do we do? We're writing our way out of this shit. Mm-hmm. We're all involved group effort. How do we make this okay? And I think that's what you have to do in that case, right? Yeah. It, you, it, everyone has to come together together. To support the project, so that the project isn't ruined by one asshole's bad thing, and in the darkest timeline, that was Chris Evans. <laughs> right.
1: It takes. I, I do agree with the uh, it take, of the taking the entire yeah. creative team to solve the problem because it's something that they were in a way act, uh, not actively around. They were they were they were subject to this in some way. Yeah. Exactly. And they would be the best ones to understand how. They need to approach it. That's actually a really that, good point. I want to say that every one of these does need to be treated on a case by case basis, not in the somebody touching something bed, but also right. with deaths or just an actor saying like, "Dude, I am. I love this character. I am tired of being this character. Mm-hmm. I want to logically just step away." Mm-hmm. And then yeah. everything. I mean, the true answer for the entire thing, just to spoil it at twelve minutes, is case by case basis. Is the yeah. only thing I can really give it because humanity is that fucking complex. Mm-hmm. Every there's no one fits all answer to every replacement
3: out there. You just sure. can't do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. The, the best thing we can do is try and learn from, you know, learn from what people have done in the past. Mm. I mean, if I remember correctly, it was the matrix two that was filming when Aaliyah died mm. and like, she was a whole character and they were on for months trying to figure out what to do with her. Mm. Uh, it's like, well, was she? Did, do we? They thought about CGing her in, and this is The Matrix Two. Mm. Like we all know what the CG in The Matrix Two looked like. It was not convincing. But <laughs> Look, I but, liked the ghosts. Okay, <laughs> I liked that. But the uh,
1: but her death actually also affected her. Um, the making of Fuck Queen uh, of the Damned. Yeah, Queen of the Damned. Because mm-hmm. it was nearly done wrapping. Yeah. So they did have to do a little bit of CGI stuff, which was they'd already planned. -hmm. So they just kind of they had to not film the scenes that they had left, which kind of hurt the story. And you can see where the movie fell a little bit flat with her character. Yeah, but when you can't really logically make more of that happen, especially, I mean, we've seen what happens whenever you're like let's bring back Marlon Brando to be in Superman because we need his voice and his face. Yeah, or or you know, why are we doing this? Or in Rogue Rogue One, they did
3: like that really beautiful Grand Moff Tarkin, and that was that was good masterclass CG, and it was still like. I love. <laughs> like,
0: I still love Rogue One. I'm sorry. Yeah,
3: no. Rogue One was amazing. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies, easily top three. Uh, but like Grand Moff Tarkin in CG, while he did look incredible and does look incredible, and I literally the only reason he looks creepy is because when I look at him, I want to study his face. <laughs> he has that kind of yeah, crazy face. And and, and that's saying I, I, a lot. I,
0: I hear that you feel that way about Chris Evans' butt as well. Oh,
3: uh, it's America's butt. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta study it. I mean, There's a whole we're advancing grade science
1: is- here. He is literally <laughs> a, a genetic masterpiece according to the Marvel Universe. You have to study the butt, too. Uh, th-
3: th- those who do not study Chris Evans' butt are doomed to not be able to repeat it. Exactly.
0: We should have named the title of the episode that. <laughs> so good.
1: We still can.
0: It I'm publish, <laughs> publishing it later. It's just not live. We can update it if we wanted to. So, I mean, oh, yeah, this really is a complicated question because I, and Tony really does nail it on the head. When it comes down to things like uh, sexual misconduct versus a person dying versus this, that, or the other, mm. it really should be on a case-by-case basis. Mm. Um, it's hard to think of a situation in which, though, let's I – mean, we're going through it with Chadwick Chad Boseman right now mm. where – there's only been the one movie, right? Right. There's only one, been one Black Panther movie. We don't know what's next. Right. What would happen, I'm going to keep using Chris Evans as the example here, mm-hmm. what happens if we got to Civil War mm. um, and immediately afterwards something horrible happened to Chris Evans and we no longer had Chris Evans? Right. What do we do at that point? Like, how do we address that issue? Do we recast? Do we... All right. Y- we're, y- you we're mean
1: we're playing y- like a... Back developer later Or like post developer Yeah what Yeah, yeah. We do You, in that you case. get to have
3: like Like you know Alternate the histories full We're alternate yeah, histories Right You yeah. get to have the whole spirit Of the staircase With something that never happened Because you can look back in time And say what you would do This yes. is a fun exercise It's the whole premise Behind the show The newsroom Which if you had HBO Max And you've never seen You should Please watch Please God watch, watch newsroom. newsroom Yeah and You'll have a good time Especially now. right <laughs> now Oh it's, it's a good it's time It's more relevant now than ever Yep So anyway So what you can do In this case if it were me and it's simply because it's the greatest example and I wouldn't have done it you know you know what I would have done if let's say after at least after winter soldier <laughs> if you know in the second darkest timeline chris evans died in a horrible plane crash um, I want to apologize in advance to Chris Evans, who I know listens yeah, to our show. Yeah, please know and tag him on like, this. Just know
2: that, know that
3: like, we care about you. It only you, comes out of love. And we're it only comes using out of love. You. We're using you as an example because we treasure what you've, what you've contributed.
1: Because we're taking The Shining. It's the, the biggest point of right. the pyramid. Yeah. Like, this is the thing we right. love the most out of the things. So, well, the, the, the reason
3: we keep using you is because Captain America, as much as Iron Man, was a linchpin in the whole story. And he became one of the most fun characters to root for. So... Yes, if in the second darkest timeline, Chris Evans died and we had to replace him. If we had at least had Winter Soldier, Bucky, sure, yeah, straight yeah, up, we got it, sure, yeah, like, like, like we—that would be my approach. Which is, I hope the re- the approach we take. Right, but with what Black happens Panther. if we don't
0: get to that moment? What if, what if yeah. we don't have the Bucky moment? What if Civil War happens? Chris Evans
3: died,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're just like, well.
3: Fuck! At that point, but, I
1: mean, you, honestly, at that point, like with that, at that point, you
3: have that, to write around it. Yeah, you, you write around have
1: that. Have to. You, yeah. you don't replace them mm-hmm. um, because this that point in this story's development. Also, mm-hmm. oh, Civil War is a really be. poor
0: example because if you actually read the Civil War comics, that actually is where Captain America died. Yeah. But <laughs> but I get that that's a bad well, Civil example. War movie I know, there's like 500 nerds about, out there being like it makes complete sense at that point. You just fucking put out it, a newspaper that said Chris Evans Captain America died.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I get that. It's a poor example. We're
3: talking about MCU Civil War, not. Comic book Civil right. War, which are about <laughs> as different as Room and the Room movie wise. <laughs> right. <exactly. Yes. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if was, th- you is. That,
1: that point in time is you, you is. you have to write around. You have it. to just write around. Yeah. It, like,
3: like, let's say there were no other interesting characters in Black Panther, that it was a bad movie, not directed by Ryan Coogler, but we really love the Black Panther anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we had the same thing happen, and now we needed a new Black Panther for the second movie. What do we do? I don't know. As a writer, I would probably say something like, uh, "You you write a character almost tailor made to take up the mantle, and do your best to give them a personality for the entire movie, right. a whole I new mean, origin story." Yeah, at that point. and you know what? It sucks. It's hard to do. It's it it it's, it if you don't absolutely nail it, people are going to be like, "I guess it was okay," which sucks. But I mean, it's it's all you can do. Yeah. Absolutely. Luckily, we have a lot of good characters (laughs) to Luckily, Chris Evans is still a good person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We have a lot of great people, great actors, great storytelling that we can do around the Black Panther, despite our shared tragedy. Yeah.
1: Sometimes things are brought up to the creators ahead of time, where they know they're going to have to replace an actor by a specific point. Yeah. Um, Like in the case of uh, Spartacus. Oh, right, yeah. Where they knew... That at, story at a certain is so point, sad. Yeah. They're like, "We have to n- now look for your replacement." And mm-hmm. he's like, "We're just going to get cuz he'd already seen that. He's like, "We're going to go with the guy you said you also wanted." Yeah. I like him. He's mm-hmm. a nice guy. It'll fit. Yeah, Like he the appro- guy, the and, and- guy,
0: yeah, the guy who took over the role of Spartacus in the TV show got permission to play to continue playing that role while the former actor was basically on his deathbed, he said, I would not do it without your blessing. And he said, I absolutely give you my blessing to play Spartacus.
1: Yeah. And the way the show handled it. Oh, well, yeah,
3: they just kept going. Yeah. They just instantly, there's everybody exactly the same. That show, because, um, the, the main actor was forthcoming with his, you know, like condition and everything. It said, Hey, I really can't, uh, uh, act right now. I go, I need chemo. I have fucking leukemia. They're like, Oh my God. Yeah. You go do that, but because they knew, they were like, "Well, instead of writing a whole season two, hopefully he gets better. Let's write like a, like a six episode mid season yeah. and explore some more characters." And you know what well, they did? The, the well. whole like Sparta what was it? Gods of the Arena, yeah. yeah. The whole Gannicus arc, it was like great. that was awesome. That was some anime shit. That was like, really let's was. get away, <laughs> like not that Spartacus. The whole show wasn't anime as fuck, but like it they really they, they, was, finished, they finished the first season. And then instead of going straight into season two, they have a six, uh, a six episode arc about an entirely different character in a similar setting and only tie it in at the very end. So you're like, oh, you haven't been wasting my time. Yeah. And like, that's a super anime thing to do, guys. I don't think you all know like how much that show got away <laughs> with. And it's mostly because the actors in that show, especially the one playing Ganicus, were just fucking Doing it, <laughs> they were doing the most, and it was awesome. Watch Spartacus again.
0: Yeah, please. Yeah. If you've never seen it, please, look. please watch Spartacus. Please watch Spartacus. Um, so I think we need to wrap this whole thing up, and to kind of put a pin on it. Uh, you know, Tony, you kind of you you summed it all up though. It isn't that is wasn't like, the problem. I did it like you know, ten minutes yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a case by case basis, right? Yeah. Like We have to look at every incident that happens. Um, we have to look at, you know, if actors are sick or mm-hmm. if something, you know, an actor passes away or hopefully not actors doing bad things. Like yes. This. The one thing we don't want mm-hmm. to hear about, um, we have to take it by on a case-by-case basis. And I think that Disney is being very smart about it. I think they're being very careful when these kind of incidents happen mm-hmm. within the Marvel Universe because these are actors who are entering into 5, 10, 15-year contracts and they are vetting their people. Oh, yeah. They are oh, yes. definitely oh, vetting their people.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I mean, you don't. She doesn't side, have time for you. But as Seraphin,
1: Ti, not longer being in, side characters are probably getting away because side character not as important to invest as in like you know Chris. Right. Yeah. let yeah. Let's, <laughs> look, I mean, yeah, let's look, look at, at you. The let's
3: look,
0: like, look at you right now, mm. Mandalorian. It yep. sure as fuck wasn't Pedro Pascal who got in trouble for something. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. Just throwing that out there because he's a genuinely amazing human being, mm-hmm. and I love him. Yep. So keep keep your main characters honest. Yes.
3: And we're also sorry,
0: hire, Chris Evans. Hire
3: morally reputable actors for your main characters, and you will Although, go right. Weirdly, I mean... We, when we say that, mm-hmm. it, they took a chance on Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. They did. That was a huge they absolutely did. He could have
1: Robert Downey Jr. right it after his first right, movie. It <laughs> right. wasn't
3: necessarily his first movie back, right. but they no. did take a chance on giving him a vehicle like that. Yeah. And it was kind of lightning in a bottle because they didn't know what Iron Man was going to be yeah. and they didn't know if Robert Downey Jr. was going to stay sober. So they were just kind of like... They
1: literally knew that going into they had one chance to shoot their load mm-hmm. and they had to do it the best <laughs> fucking possible way they could. Because yep. they knew that if that movie did not do well... Oh yeah, they were done. Marvel was done. Yeah. yeah. Like that there was no more comic no more Spider Man. At least from them.
0: So that's yeah. everything that we have for the show this week. This was a very fascinating discussion. I would love to hear your opinions. Like what what do you think the MCU should do? Should they replace people? Should they um, just write them out entirely? Like seriously, mm-hmm. I wanna know about this. Uh, Tony, where can they find us? Where can they talk?
1: To I was us? gonna say I want their it takes creative people to mm-hmm. get out of a problem especially in a creative space yep I want to hear how creative our audience is mm-hmm. about some of where where they think they could what if you've been shouting <laughs> okay, the okay, answer okay, at us here, for like the past I 20 minutes please it. <laughs> send it if, to us
0: let's, let's let's put it on the table then here's your role playing scenario for the week mm-hmm. Chris Evans has done a bad
2: <laughs> how <laughs> do you
1: does a bad can we just like Chris Evans <laughs> magically <laughs> disappeared one
3: Chris day Chris
0: Evans <laughs> has done something
1: Chris Evans
3: has accidentally been locked in his trailer yes It is
0: no longer can be in the MCU. (laughs) How do you work around this? (laughs) Yeah. I want to
1: hear more about that. Do it like at the surly nerd. Into with the surly nerd.com. Facebook at surly.com slash surly nerd. Surly nerd Mm -hmm. something nerd. (laughs) something at this point i've said it so many thousands of times i am so
0: (laughs) you're gonna be very confused when the title of the show changes um
1: i'm actually probably going to make a pre-recorded thing for this so i don't have to (laughs) ever do
0: it again all right that's everything we have for the show this week thank you everybody who listens to us thank you everybody who tuned into twitch we have new subscribers this week that seriously thank all of you you guys are absolutely wonderful you're the reason why we come here and do this every week until next week for tony this is james for james this is tony and
3: i'm hector adventurers good night And good game. Go rewatch Spartacus.
0: And we're sorry, Chris Evans. We really, really, really sorry.